0: Welcome to another episode of Skip and Telecast, a podcast about strategy, leadership, and intelligence. I'm Cam Mackey. Today we speak with Fouad Benyoub, director of competitive strategy at Everbridge. Fouad is a competitive intelligence professional known for his passion for building intelligence-driven organizations that bridge the gap between intelligence and business decisions. He's quite the renaissance man, including a consultant, practitioner, and now author. In today's conversation, we talk with Fouad about his new book, The Competitive Intelligence Playbook, and how we as CI professionals can learn from the lean and operational excellence communities. enjoyed joined by Fouad Banyoub, who's um, got actually a pretty awesome um, background and career. I won't read his bio because we provided it to you but he's a little bit of a renaissance man. So he's been a CI professional, he's been a consultant, he's trained people, and he's also an author. Now, um, the whole concept of the pandemic book is maybe not that different uh, than the pandemic baby. You know, we all, you know, we needed to do something when we were locked inside over these last several months. And a couple months ago, Wad's book came out and it is the Competitive Intelligence Playbook how to build, manage, and optimize a CI program. So, you know, Fuad obviously want to welcome you uh, to to our session here today, and uh, would love to hear what inspired you to write a book about CI.
1: Well, thanks a lot, Cam, uh, and thanks, Michelle. I'm really happy to be here. Uh, I'm so excited to be here, to be honest with you. And I will start with that. And I want to thank you for what what you are doing for the CI communities. It's really impressive. And uh, just I remember when I was young and foolish, I was starting in CI and uh, skip was a reference. And to this day, I'm still learning from skip. Go into the website and uh, go and find articles and resources to use them in my everyday work. So that, that's great job that has been done that you are doing. So I wanted to start with that. And uh, to your question about the book, why? <laughs> I think I would consider this book as the the, long, the, the book that took uh, the most time to be written because I would say it's been since I started working in CI 16 years ago that I started taking notes about what I was doing and taking notes out uh, of what worked, what didn't work and try to optimize over time to make it work better. So I found some notes I wrote 10 years ago, something like that. And I incorporate some of the learnings in, in in that book. So the last two years or two years and a half, as you said, with the pandemic and the, and the other stuff, I decided to put that out there because uh, I, I felt that I had enough uh, experience or history or stories to share about competitive intelligence. And I also wanted to codify what worked for me, what didn't work. That was really important for me because I wish I had something Let's say uh, real life examples, real life experience to share with people to say, okay, you start a new uh, CI program. Here's what you should do at the beginning. You have a CI program, you want to optimize it. Here's what you should do, what you should. It's one perspective. Maybe other people have better ways and I would be more than happy to learn about that. But uh, the idea is here is to, uh, I used to say, not me, but uh, I learned that too. Uh, Sharing is caring. Yeah. And it's it's kind of uh, whatever we, we we want to do in life. We learn, we practice, and we share, or we teach. That's that's a way of giving back. So I, I would say it's it's a way of giving back to the community about what I learned, what I practiced, what what worked, and I'm still learning. So over time, I mean, the more we learn, the more the more we will be able to share. So yeah,
0: that, that, that's fantastic. And and you know, for those of you who've uh, you know. You know, talk to me for more than two minutes. That's what makes nonprofits exist, right? It's it's you know the 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 generosity of members being, being willing to share to give back. Um, you know it doesn't work when it's a closed community and folks say, "Oh, I only want to learn. I don't want to share." So that that really resonates with with me. Um, and so so when I was reading the book, one thing that that really struck me was your focus on value. And, and the reason I mentioned that is you know, like any profession, CI is no different. There's a lot of technical aspects of it, right? You know, you know, how do you, you know, do you know, elicitation, you know, a war game? Oh my goodness, there's probably 9,000 moving parts there. And so it's easy to get lost in the weeds. But I think one of the things that really struck me about, about the book was that you're very laser focused on what are you doing to build and optimize every piece of the CI function so that it's bringing value. Now what makes that message around you know value and CI you know really having a bottom line contribution is that particularly relevant today in your mind
1: Well I think I think now more than ever its uh, value is important because there's so much noise for everything we're doing and uh, honestly I learned that from uh, the product management side because I had uh, some experience as product manager and product director where I was learning a lot about how to build products that people love. Mm. And the thing for any product is its value. So mm. no, no matter how sophisticated the product we have, if it has no value for the customer, they will not buy it. Yep. So for the organization, it was exactly the same thing. And I realized that o- also over time. Let's say we can have a lot of CI outputs, a lot of newsletters, reports, presentations, etc. but at the end of the day, what is the value that we are bringing to the table? How are we helping the decision-making? If it's not uh, that, well, it's, it's kind of, I would use a strong word, but completely useless because uh, over time they, people will question the value or the existence of the CI program to say, well, we can go to Google Alert and we can find this. So uh, what's the plus? So this is why, and you're so right, value is the most important thing to to, to, to keep in mind for CI. Yeah. What value are we bringing to stakeholders? And first, to decision making uh, makers, because this is where it happens. And to the teams to inform them, but at the end of the day, we want to, to help the, the organization to make the right decisions for product, for business, for sales, for marketing, et cetera. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
0: and and, and my, I think you know that's always a good message, right? You know, you mentioned it's particularly relevant today, but you know, it's it's one of those things. You know, I, I think of this term evergreen, or sometimes in the states we say it's like mother and apple pie, where it's it's never going to go away. But but there, you really had a unique spin bringing in the concept of lean. Now, mm-hmm. you know, for those not familiar with lean, um, you know, quick version. It was it was originally in manufacturing. You know, Toyota production systems a pretty common example. But lean is 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 um, obviously focused on value for but it's this whole concept of eliminating waste. Mm-hmm. So you know, what inspired you to pl- to to even apply that lean frame of reference to CI? Because that's a that's a spin I haven't heard before.
1: Yeah, yeah. The, sh- the short answer, uh, a funny one, is it was like, uh, I'm lazy, but uh, it's not really the case. But kind of, you know, mm-hmm. I-, I consider m- myself as lazy. So uh, for me, back to value, if, if we get caught in so many things to do at the same time, mm-hmm. we lose sight of what has real meaning or value. So we deliver, but it's not about movement, it's about achievement, what we are achieving. Mm-hmm. And we can get busy and we see it a lot of time, but uh, how to, to, to organize our efforts to make sure that we are working on let's say the 20% of uh, tasks or uh, key ITs or, or, or intelligence needs that will provide the 80% of value. Yep. And this is, this is why I started thinking about lean and once again. Uh, working in the product side of things and uh, and uh, uh, even marketing, I started learn about, learning about lean and agility and Kaizen and things like that. And I was thinking, well, why? Why why should, couldn't we apply this to CI? It, it makes sense. So for product, let's say, if you say you have to build a feature, but all features are not created equal. Well, I was thinking for intelligence purposes. TCEI uh, purposes, it's the same thing. Or all TITs or key intelligence topics are not created equal, so we have always to prioritize and to make sure that we are working on the most important thing for the organization. Otherwise, you can have a lot of requests, but uh, at the end of the day, we don't, we will never have the time to do everything. So uh, it's 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 really a, this a fundamental question to to think what would be the least effort that we can make to provide the most value. And it can happen, it's not doing more that will provide more value, it's to focus on what's really important. So, and and everything about lean, about Kanban, et cetera, is just to respond to that need. So, yeah.
0: So so yeah, I mean, a, a couple of follow-up questions and, and the first one's going to be about pure efficiency and the second one about customer value. So for, from an efficiency perspective, you know, for, for those of you who haven't been to a factory and seen a lean um, setup, You know, there are lots of elements of it, but it's just like Fouad said, it's basically everyone's lazy, right? You know, you don't wanna have to walk 20 feet to get something if you do that 10 times a day. So it's all about, you know, doing things as efficiently as possible so you're eliminating waste. So from a CI perspective, you know, there are obviously some angles for automation, there are some angles for, you know, hey, instead of doing that in Excel, you could do it in this program, but you know, maybe talk through a couple examples of, how to eliminate waste, manual effort, et cetera, that you find found successful?
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, first uh, in Lean, let's say uh, the the cycle is uh, identify value. So for me to eliminate waste is, uh, let's say you have your all the requests for um, CI. Say it can come from for for an account, it can come from uh, for campaign or some or, or a feature people are working on. So when you list all of these, you have to identify the value, which is the what of them is the most valuable, okay? And after that, you streamline the, the, the delivery on that uh, valuable item, let's say PIT So that's the second step of lean. So you make sure that, uh, let's say from the beginning to the end, y- y- you are uh, shipping uh, that valuable item. So the Kanban is one tool I love to use to eliminate that that waste. Because uh, let's say it starts with a simple funnel. Everything that comes our way, we put it there. And we prioritize before starting to work on anything. Because the worst that happens to us uh, CI professionals is you have an urgent request and you put everything aside and you start working on it because it's urgent. Yeah. But tomorrow you will have another urgent item. And a week after, well, you find yourself with 10 urgent items. and. To give it a month or two, well, <laughs> I mean, you can imagine. So it's always with that kind of So put it in, in in the funnel, don't start working on it. You have to discuss it and to make sure that it's prioritized. With this value for the business, well, we can say business value and after that customer value and things like that. But once it's prioritized, then you can start working on it. And after that, you manage your, 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 uh, your WIP, what we call our work in progress not to be underwhelmed because you don't have enough to do, but not to be overwhelmed because you have too much to do. So that's really important to make sure that we're not uh, uh, working on something not uh, important. Then you, you bring it to, to, let's say, ready when you, 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 you prepared it and we reviewed it in the team, ready to be presented and to have feedback from people. And after that, one, once everything is done, you prepared it, You reviewed it, you presented it, you got some feedback about it, well, you you put it to to done. And uh, thankfully, we have so many tools now to allow us to track the time, the performance, the efficiency of delivery. So the lead time and cycle time, you know exactly how much time it took you to put it from funnel to prioritize. Because sometimes we get also uh, uh, some items stuck in the funnel and we take few weeks to prioritize, it doesn't work. It has to be prioritized very quickly, and when it's uh, work in progress, it can stay there forever. And one of the performance metrics, let's say, of the uh, the the flow uh, or the yeah the flow. Sorry, I'm French speaking, guys. So sometimes no, 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 you got to it. flow. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, sometimes it takes a few weeks inside the work in progress, and people start to call to say, "Hey, where is my uh, kit? Where? I was expecting that last week." So to make sure that we're not spending too much time in in that. So uh, yeah, I, I I don't know if it answers your question, but uh, yeah. when we're talking about eliminating waste and uh, and the tools we use, and we use it every day. So people working with me know uh, perfectly <laughs> what I'm talking about. We are always uh, synchronizing on that Kanban to make sure that we know exactly what's in our funnel. We know exactly what's in uh, our backlog, uh, what we are working on. And I I always want to make sure that we don't uh, overwhelm ourselves with too many requests to work on. Mm -hmm. Once again, we work on the uh, most important uh, items and ship those items. Because uh, if we don't ship, we don't provide value, people will start to, uh, 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 well, to get frustrated. And I understand them because they expect that to do their job. So,
0: Yeah. No, I think that's that's incredibly important and so you talked about kanban a couple times and maybe maybe could you provide a, a couple sentences on on kanban and and you know kind of what it is and how it works just for folks who maybe aren't as familiar with lean
1: sure sure well uh yeah so, again i was talking about uh, the approach and kanban is the second step like it, it's it's mostly to create the flow of uh, value delivery okay so uh as i mentioned before you have uh, a lot of things come in our way, and we want to make sure that each week uh, we know exactly where to start and where to finish, and uh, let's say what items we will deliver or what items we are working on. So, Kanban has been uh, used not for CI at first. It's mostly used as Scrum or uh, other uh, agile methodologies to to uh, to increase the efficiency of uh, of, uh, of value delivery. Okay, so I learned that from 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 uh, from the uh, agility methods and uh, approaches in the product side, because it was used for features or user stories or epics for products people, they will uh, recognize that. And it was always the question, well, what kind of feature we want to provide uh, the customer? Well, the feature that brings the most value. So the ideas were put in the funnel I was talking about. And then, it goes through the different uh, steps of uh, development and testing, etc. So, uh, basically, the Kanban is a tool to organize uh, the work and the flow of work and flow of delivery. And you have a lot of tools around to make sure that, uh, uh, let's say, uh, you, you you track the efficiency of uh, your uh, your flow of value delivery. So, uh, I, I will put it this way, uh, simple. I don't want to be too technical because I we can go uh, we can have a webinar just on kanbans but sure. uh, i i would invite people to 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 discover more on that there's a very good uh, website called kanbanized.com i think yep, yep. and there's a lot of uh, literature on that but for ci i always uh, try to keep it simple mm-hmm. for people to uh, to be able to own it yep. that's uh,
0: yeah yeah and, and, and you make you make a good point right Cause the Maybe the goal here isn't that we all become, you know, six Sigma black belts, right? Although if, if you do, that that's great. But more that, you know, there are principles from from lean and other, you know, methodologies like that that we can apply. And and something I yeah, I, you know, I want to drill a little deeper on is obviously, you know, tools are great. It's exciting to think about all the, you know, amazing stuff out there that we can use to go faster, but but you know, ultimately. Until you start to measure, right? Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's the time you're spending on something or you know, let alone the outcome metrics like how many people read this deliverable. You know, mm-hmm. if you're not measuring it, you're 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 kind of wasting your time. So maybe what's your advice for someone who's listening to this or reading your book and thinking, All right, okay, I like what we're saying, I get the mm-hmm. idea about process improvement, but before I, you know, jump in and, and you know get my black belt, what are what are some of the the Problem areas where you think you know, the metrics that people can start to pay attention to, where Lean can really move the needle.
1: Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, the first thing that I realized, and it's from experience, is uh, is uh, the speed of uh, delivery mm-hmm. of of once again uh, and the priorities uh, because we can be fast but delivering uh, something not uh, very valuable. So. Uh, back to what I was saying about Lean, uh, as I mentioned before, it's identify the value, uh, map the value stream with the Kanban, uh, create the flow. What I was talking about, and this is where, where you can have your metrics for efficiency. Uh, to to to, as you mentioned, the to to define the time spent on each item and uh, uh, and uh, and uh, let's say. Uh, the value of that. After that, you establish pool. Because when when, when uh, people get more uh, uh, familiar with the uh, Kanban tool and things like that, what I like to do with, with the team sometimes is to tell them, look, at some point you will choose the key ITs you're comfortable with. I don't even need to be there because when you finish, this is when we're talking about pool, uh, when you ship something, you get to the backlog and you take another item and you start working with that. So this is uh, uh, about the efficiency of the team and uh, continuous improvement, you talked about that also. And it's it's really important to measure how we are doing the work. And this is just about how we are doing the work, not right. about the stakeholders, because there are other metrics for stakeholders, what they are expecting, etc. So how we are doing the work, how much time we're spending uh, on that, how we are prioritizing things and how uh, each team member is uh, performing. Let's say, uh, are are we spending a week overall? Is it an SLA we can provide to our stakeholders to say within a week you will have the result, or are we spending three weeks? So if I see that we are spending three weeks and we know the KIT would take one week or two weeks, well, we will find a way to optimize that, and this is about uh, continuous improvement. So one tool uh, that comes with the Kanban is uh, the uh, the uh, cumulative uh, flow diagram or. The, the opposite. And it shows you everything that you have in the funnel, in the backlog, in, progr- uh, in progress, etc. So you can see the lead time and cycle time. And uh, uh, let's say the, the, the time you spend in each step or the time from the beginning, when you create something in your funnel to the time you ship it to your uh, end user or stakeholder. So that time is really important for me because I can talk with my stakeholders and tell them, look, Uh, Within a week, we will get back to you with that without overloading the team or myself because I know that I have a lot of other things to do. So I know for this one, it will take two weeks. And sometimes even when presenting to stakeholders, I will tell them, look, if you're looking for, I don't know, side by side product comparison or something like that, it will take a week. Or it will take two weeks because we have to do a deep dive and compare this feature with this feature, et cetera. If it's just a profile or, I don't know, a battle card or something like that, it's another uh, uh, lapse of time. So I I will have uh, better conversations with stakeholders when once the Kanban is established and once we we know exactly how much time and how much energy we're spending uh, in each key intelligence topic, I will be more comfortable and I am more comfortable talking with stakeholders to say, okay, in in, in three days, we will get back to you with something. And this this kind of metrics talk to stakeholders because when they expect something, even if it's urgent, they are realistic. They can understand that it's not like yesterday, but it can be the next month. So we exactly. have to have, let's say, uh, uh, let's say intelligent answers to provide to say, OK, within a week, it's, it's doable. So we will get back to you and we are organized to make it happen because it's not just promising uh, and, and they're delivering. Otherwise, we'll have uh, yeah some problems with stakeholders. That people have
0: problems. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> so I mean, I, I love this and I think it's very important that you're focusing on, on the stakeholders. And, and I want to I want to go deeper on that. Maybe one last question uh, on the process side, just because you know, even if you have the best intentions, a bad process will will really mess you up. Mm-hmm. I, I remember earlier in my career being involved in a process mapping exercise, and it was um, basically looking at this company and they are wondering, holy moly, why does it take so long for us to ship? You know that we you know have these ship dates we promise customers for a physical product, and they were just you know going two, two or three times later. And no one had any clue until you actually mapped out the process, and then they discovered there was this one bottleneck, basically this one person who reviewed things once every three weeks. Anyway, you, you get the idea. Mm-hmm. Um, so, for, so for CI people, again, maybe we're not black belts, but what, what's your advice on you know, thinking of a couple really important processes and at least sketching them out to see, you know, hey, is this right? Are there areas where we can streamline? Do you think that type of uh, approach can be valuable?
1: Yeah, definitely. And uh, I, uh, here's here's uh, one uh, very quick uh, story. Uh, previously, I was working uh, with another company, and uh, I worked closely with some agile coach to uh, coaches to uh, to, uh, to 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 map that process from the beginning to the end of uh, CI delivery, and make sure that we remove those battle uh, not battle but uh, how to say bottlenecks. bottlenecks yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, What we were uh, identifying specifically, as you were saying, is uh, where the stakeholders were working with and sometimes the intel, we needed to get it from uh, the field. So uh, the field, sometimes we didn't have the time to meet with them, not us, but they didn't have the availability because we needed to find a a time slot to discuss with them and to gather that intelligence. So if we committed for one week to deliver the intelligence and we didn't have the opportunity to meet with those people, Either to collect that intelligence from them or to uh, validate somehow because they they are uh, subject matter experts and we didn't have the the, the availability so our uh, commitment is not respected because instead of one week it will be two weeks because they were not available or something like that mm-hmm. so we needed to work on that to make sure that even the time or the uh, the, the amount of time we, we we spend we we put a buffer for that to make sure that. If we say it's one week, we considered the bottleneck of being able to, to, to get that intel from people or have to, some validation or guidance we need to make with the subject matter uh, experts. So that's one example that when we mapped the process from the beginning to the end, we discovered that we were interacted with, with few teams. And sometimes to get their availability was complicated. So uh, yeah, we needed to review the time we were given to uh, to to deliver uh, on 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 the CI outputs. And so I don't know if it helps, yeah,
0: but uh, it does, that's
1: it that does. that that's one thing that came to my mind. Uh, otherwise, what's inside the team is always uh, about continuous improvement, and we work on that. But the unknown is is uh, uh, how to say, or what's outside our control is is the most uh, uh, risky for us yeah. when we commit.
0: Yeah, and, and maybe let's talk about that. What's what's outside our control? Cause I think that's the, you know, in 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 you know, traditional lean, you know, generally the customers outside your organization. And for, you know, most you know CI professionals, our, our customers are internal, but they can also be very, very hard to please. So, so any thoughts on you know working with stakeholders to identify, you know, you, you talked about setting service level agreements or, you know, that hey, we'll get this type of deliverable. So that that's great. Um, any type, uh, any guidance you can offer on having those conversations with stakeholders, so that you can understand, you know, you know, for their function or for their job role, what the particularly valuable deliverables or products are. Uh, mm-hmm. Any advice on bringing this continuous improvement mindset towards our stakeholder relationships?
1: Well, yeah, that's that's a great case, tr- question that makes me think of uh, of uh, what I mentioned uh, here and there about uh, design thinking applied to competitive intelligence and the design thinking let's say it's used for many things but for me the most important thing is to have the right conversations with people uh upfront to understand their reality to understand how they are operating and to understand their needs because it's not uh we, we, i think we we all know there is no uh, one fits all uh, ci program or ci output if i build a report or even a competitive profile it can speak to uh, some teams but other teams they will say well i don't care about what you're sharing it's not what i'm looking for and it's they're right because it needs to have value for them so uh, talking with them uh, up front this is the first step of the design thinking process empathize when you're talking with people you 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 you're, you're watching them how they are operating how they process uh, uh the data how the intelligence is flowing because even if there is no ci program people are collecting and get, uh, and sharing intelligence but it it it's just up to the uh, connection they have inside the organization sure. if i know you i will send an inter- uh, something i feel that you might be interested in let's say i know a Something new about the competitor, I know that you, sometimes you're dealing with that competitor, so I will send it to you. Nobody knows that. But when you observe uh, and you see uh, how it's flowing and how they're doing their work, the second step is to define the problem, the pain points, for example, and the the the, the, the bottlenecks they have, etc. Mm-hmm. So when I say bottlenecks or pain points, the information, I send it to you, mm-hmm. but there are other people looking for that information. They don't have it. And the day they hear about it, they say, well, we didn't hear about that. How come? How come we needed it? And do we have, we would have won a deal or something like that. So that's one of the uh, issues we can discover when we are observing and seeing. OK, this team needs this kind of intelligence. We will make sure that they are in the loop. So we define the problems. And after that, we ideate with them. Uh, the, the, the deliverables, the, uh, the uh, let's say the sharing formats, whether it's in their monthly or weekly meetings or we create something aside, which kind of intelligence we, we, we want to share with them because it, it has value. So we ideate on that. The next step is to test, uh, uh, let's say, a prototype, create a prototype with them. And prototype is for product, but it can be for any report or presentation or analysis. So is this type of analysis talks to you or resonate with you and if they say okay it's fine this is what we are looking for so we start to test it with them so we do few iterations we send and we present things and we share on whatever knowledge management platform we are using and we get their feedback to optimize it and to make sure that we are not creating noise for them because the risk always with the with the with the information is the noise and we don't we don't want to filter noise at the entry level and create noise uh, as output. So we want to make sure that everything that we're sharing is uh, laser focused or targeted at what they need the most. Mm-hmm. So this is maybe to to, to answer uh, your question about stakeholders. Mm-hmm. And we, 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 as much as we can, we try to sit with the right stakeholders and to learn from them to build something that will help them. Because at the end of the day, they these are. Uh, Our customers, as you mentioned, Mm -hmm. and I always say we are providers and they are customers Uh, internally, sales team, marketing team, product team. And we need to have this relationship, let's say, if they were external customers, how how would we treat them? Uh, And this is exactly the same way. If they are not happy, they will not buy. They will not be, uh, uh, how to say, consumers. Of the CI we are providing, they will be frustrated, and I will understand them because it's not responding to their need, and this is our job. So yeah. I would call our community here uh, silent heroes. <laughs> I like that.
0: We we need yeah. t-shirts that say that. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> Well, so, so I, I want to pick up on something you said a moment ago about you know design thinking. So, for those of you who don't know, um, you know I, we have a couple articles on the Skip website. Uh, a really nice one from uh, Luis Madureira about applying design thinking to CI. So, I think you just go to the site and Google it or you know search it, uh, and, and you'll find it. Um, and, and that's a concept that you talk about a little in the book it, about, you know, rapid prototyping, um, minimal viable product. Um, and so I, I want you to talk about it in a moment, but also maybe your perspective on this is tough for CI people. We're, we're all like, you know, super brainy, super smart. We're used to perfection. Um, we have that, you know, uh, very intellectual mindset. And so doing something that's kind of quick and dirty can be tough. So. What what role does the minimum viable product play for, for CI?
1: Yeah, uh, I was I was uh, talking about or writing about that for for when when it comes to create uh, a CI program or if, even if you start working uh, uh, somewhere with where where there is already a, a CI program and the minimum vi- viable uh, CI program or product is what what's the minimum you need to ship value to your stakeholders. Yep. Because at the beginning, for sure, you will not have the resources you want or you need. You won't have a lot of budget. If you're lucky, you will have a team, but most often you don't have a team. Right. But at the same time, you have a lot of expectations because you are the person who is supposed to find the information and ship it yesterday. So how how, how do we... Build something minimally to make sure that we are delivering value. So, uh, uh, we're talking about uh, the sources you are working uh, with, the tools you are using, the uh, the outputs you provide. Because people can expect a lot of outputs, but at some point, when discussing with 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 those stakeholders, I was as I was explaining before, you 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 you, you become more specific to exactly what they need. And you 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 keep the rest on in your pocket for the future, but you deliver what can bring the, the most value. That's for outputs. And uh, I I was talking about that, and I really believe in that. You have strategic outputs and tactical outputs. And the mistake we usually do, and I really believe that, is that we focus on tactical output because they are popular and easy. But it's not the big picture, and it's not the most value we can provide to the decision making. So it's. My thinking is always the big picture, and let's say not a small picture, but a segmented uh, view of things. But if you don't have the big picture, uh, the, the organization is, is 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 looking for that more. So, very important to keep in mind and to design for the organization what's strategic output, what's tactical output. Otherwise, we will start to ship report here, uh, uh, comparison there, but. Uh, so that's for outputs budget is so important and uh, usually budgets are limited and i love the results that i saw uh, in the study you you, you guys uh, did with the crayon i think and uh, the stats about uh, the budgets for ci and how it's evolving and there's good news there because companies are investing more in ci which is very good news for us uh but um it's still limited, so we have to learn how to get some budget for our tools and uh, whatever we want to deploy for CI and the team, which is the most important thing. Because I don't believe that is uh, one person being able to do everything for the company. Uh, it's it's a team of people. So yeah, this is uh, th- th- these are some ingredients for the what, what I call the minimum viable CI program, and uh, yeah, we need to be uh, Careful to be to not to be distracted by just shipping and urgency, and they need that. So I will work on that, and I will spend I don't know how many hours, but uh, no, always stay. Uh, uh, how to say? Take a step back and see the big picture. How can I deploy the minimum uh, effort to maximize the uh, the the output for the organization and the value for the organization? I don't know if it helps, but
0: uh, yeah. I- I mean so I, I'm one voice I find it enormously helpful and, and you know I'll, I'll put on the skeptic hat here that you know applying something like lean to a non manufacturing function might at first sound a little a little crazy but you know one of the one of the best case studies that I've seen about lean um, was a big diversified manufacturer that used it for their legal function and so if you think holy moly this is very very different than you know making a making a part. And you know this organization was able to literally save millions of dollars, and it was just they had the same problem that you talked about. There were requests coming from everywhere, and everything seemed urgent. But you know, until they actually took a step back and applied some of this toolkit, you you know, everyone was drowning. so I'll ask a tough question here. So say you have, you know, you got your little, so you, someone's, you know, listened to this webinar, they bought your book, they're thinking, okay, great. You know, Fwad's inspired me. I'm going to have my little virtual Kanbans mm-hmm. and I'm you know, thinking about process and work in progress and all that. But guess what? I have a bunch of stakeholders throwing requests at me and everyone's saying it has to happen, you know, right away. So how do you negotiate? This isn't a processing. how do you negotiate those tough conversations with stakeholders where yeah. you know, some people and some projects are more important than others? How, yeah. how do you do that without breaking eggs?
1: Yeah, that's tough. In real life, it, it's tough, but we need to do it as CI yep. professionals because otherwise we will just uh, take the, uh, the, the, the pressure. And uh, I think the fir- one of the first things is the trust we build with stakeholders and the faster we build that trust with uh, with the stakeholders the more they will uh, uh trust us to 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 have the best interest of the organization uh, in our mind so when we say that we can ship this in one week because it's the, our reality and they they will say i don't care sometimes i have this project and i have to deliver on that so uh, that's that's uh, about the influence we develop uh, within the organization and and I am strong believer in in, in, in discussing and co- discussion and collaboration with those stakeholders. Whenever we have something coming our way, we, we we sit with whenever we can we sit with the stakeholders and we discuss exactly what's needed, what's the context, what we can let's say maybe remove. and sometimes we there are things they say, okay, this is not that important finally. So we can we can just focus on this side for now. this is what I need. Good. So we remove thirty percent of the, uh, the key IT or something like that. But if we don't have trust first to already have this conversation with us, uh, and and having the right conversations with them, and seeing it as it is, we don't have the bandwidth. We don't have the capacity to deliver on that. Right. That's important to say because even trust will be will be will be uh, will be uh, uh, higher when you do that because you're honest. You don't say yeah yeah we can do it. We can do it and you go run with that. And after a week, you say, okay, I, I, I'm not able to deliver on that. So I'm stuck. This this is very bad for credibility. And they will say, okay, they, you know, they won't it. So I would say trust the influence. It has to be developed across the organization. There are some calls we can't, uh, uh, I don't know how to call it, Dutch or something like that. So Yeah, yeah. We have <laughs> it is to take what it, it. is. Yep, we have totally, to take totally. it, we have to deliver on it. But we, we need to make sure that when it's priority, it's really a priority and it's really the hundred percent that people are asking for that is needed. If it's 50 percent, well, we will have the conversations to make sure that we are really working on the right thing. Not because, oh, it's nice to have, by the way, because it can uh, inflate and uh, yeah, conversation, influence, it's, it's, it's maybe the biggest part and the missing part for CI professionals. Yep. Uh, to be able to influence the organization, not the, the, the negative side of influence, but more to, let's say, uh, make it clear and have the right conversations. And you have more data and intelligence, so you can leverage that also to say, look, what you're asking is maybe not put it this way all the time, but it's just not realistic. It's so yep. impossible to do. So let's focus on what we can achieve. So yep. maybe this, is, this would be my advice too.
0: It's good.
1: Build trust and uh, don't be afraid of uh, influencing and having the right conversation with stakeholders. No matter the the hierarchy, uh, it should be uh, possible uh, to to have the conversation. If you can't, uh, your manager or sponsors inside the organization can help you to have those conversations. So to open doors for you. And this is part of influence. If you can do it directly, uh, find the network uh, uh, or or door openers for you.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, th- this really resonates. You know, we did uh, publish a, a month or so ago a, a prediction market study on the future of CI. And that sounds really, you know, abstract, but it was it's actually a pretty cool methodology where we asked about 350 people uh, a bunch of questions about what they predicted would happen in the next three years, and um, the output is, you know, trends with pretty high confidence, and, and a few of them were that having agility in the CI function is going to be super important. So I think, you know, this lean toolkit really, really plays into that. And it also one of the the things that I kind of found a little scary was, you know, senior executives don't pay enough attention to CI right now. um, And it's only going to get harder. Um, And that's and so I think as much as that's a little intimidating, it's a good reminder that, Process can solve some things, technology can solve some things, but ultimately, you know, you need to think about your your internal influence, your stakeholder relationship, uh, management skills, and, and because all of it matters, you know, technology is great. We'll talk about technology in a moment, but on its own, it's not enough. Um, and so, yeah. What are your thoughts, maybe Fuad, on the role that you know automation and AI and you know ML and NLP and whatever you know two or three letter word or acronyms you want to throw out there? What what role do things like that play in increasing CI's value, influence, and agility?
1: Sure. Uh, just a, a quick quick word about what you were saying about the role in the organization. Uh, there was a study about uh, from Deloitte talking about uh, CSOs or C- Chief Strategy Officers, and I loved it because there was one trait of of uh, the CSO talking about called the sen- Sentinel, and the person who knew the competition and the market and made sure that the organization were was aware all the time about the competitive landscape and the market, and this is uh, let's say a level uh, position, but there is clear role for ci so back to what you were saying about the influence internal influence and communication that's so important and sometimes it's way more important than intelligence itself or the tools we're using because whatever we're doing if it doesn't uh, reach the right people or right stakeholders the right way it's 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 yeah it will remain uh, in our uh, uh, how to say practical level i would say so anyway for that if going to uh, to technology i'm, I'm uh, I-, I love uh, technology and evolution overall sure. mm-hmm. uh, there's a lot of conversations about technology and sometimes it's not uh, it doesn't tr- translate in reality and uh, when it comes to uh, ci for example there are a few areas where i can see uh, uh, what we call a uh, toil or, or or repetitive tasks manual tasks that we can automate i think it will start with that, and it's already starting when, when we're talking about uh, something we're doing manually, and we know that uh, the, 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 the uh, I don't know, a, a bot can be a, will be able to do it. So for uh, intelligence gathering, it's possible because you have few uh, AI assistants which can help you to, to, to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can't spend too much time going through uh, all the websites uh, to, to to, to check wh- whatever has uh, has uh, changed or if you have articles they can deduplicate those articles just to show you one uh, article that represent that information so there are a small tool i use i don't want to give any name but uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's 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 common for uh, intelligence gathering it's common for uh, reporting for example or intelligence sharing and for a gener- content generation, for example, for report generation, that's the easiest one because it's already there for many industries and it can be applied to competitive intelligence and it's already applied in, in some areas. So reports and summaries are generated by the system, by AI. You don't need a human to do that. But the value of CI for me, it's not there. It's helpful because you have summarized view of the intel you were looking for, but you have to to, to communicate that. And you can't count on on uh, the bot to do that uh you have other areas also i i think in uh, the recommendation uh, engine uh, engine and suggestion engine uh, uh part okay. that we will see more and more uh, of that so we, you already have tools suggesting topics suggesting sources right. uh suggesting uh, pieces of uh, intelligence about such and such topics and this is powerful and it will be way. In, more powerful in the future, because it can learn from your pattern of uh, selecting Intel. And yeah. you can feed the engine with, with let's say, was it relevant or not? Right. So it can adapt. So this will be very helpful. The part which will remain maybe uh, for a, a longer term uh, human uh, in the human side is the analysis side yeah. and uh, how to make sense of that intelligence. And how to uh, how to say to 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 convey the message to your stakeholders? The bot will not be able to do that. And if we rely on a platform to do the job, well, I would say uh, it's the wrong path. So yeah. it can help, but it won't replace us.
0: Yeah, and I think that that's really powerful. And and you mentioned the the survey that we do with with Crayon and the State of CI. And one of the the measures we include in there is, is basically asking folks. You know how much time do you spend on research and collection, on analysis, uh, and then on you know communication, uh, you know stakeholder management, and you know one of the one of the things that keeps us up at up at night here at Skip is thinking that you know there's only going to be more data out there, and depending on you know whether you want to listen to Gartner, Forrester, McKinsey, it's like teraflops, mm-hmm. which I can't whatever a lot of data, um and. You know, we're all having to track a lot more trends and industries, and so mm-hmm. there really needs to be a fundamental rethinking of CI, um, not just you know in the abstract, but in, in every company. It's you know, mm-hmm. you know where where and how are you spending your time, mm-hmm. and and you know, lean's a great uh, tool to to work through that with. Last thing I want to ask you about is. The intelligence cycle, because this is, yeah, gosh, this has been around in one way or another for a few decades at least. And in the book, you talk about actually expanding the intelligence cycle. Um, maybe, maybe share a little bit about what your thinking is behind that.
1: Sure, sure. Uh, yeah, uh, as you said, the intelligence cycle, we we know it, and uh, uh, for 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 a long time, and it's uh, always about to define the need, collect, analyze, and share, and. Uh, and uh, our process you can have six steps or things like that what i what what i expanded and what i think is really important once again for to provide uh, value for people is uh, okay insights do i want to be an intelligence router or do i want to bring more than that to the organization so beyond intelligence sharing it's about recommendation build recommendations based on the intelligence we're gathering let's say if if we're if we're comparing competitors and we are targeting one competitors and with the intel we have we know that this is not the right target so it's it's somehow our duty to to make sure that stakeholders understand that and you you have recommendations clear recommendations on let's say which competitors to target or something like that so the recommendation side is really important you have the action side also because we're talking about actionable intelligence and you can be part of the action but it has to be in the cycle so it has to lead somehow to uh, action uh, a plan or something like that otherwise it's just feeding it's like vitamin but it's not solving the problems it's just to keep us healthy and it's good to be healthy but it's not like aspirin helping us to fix the problem so action is really important and after that the last part and i would say ideally is for each uh, ci uh, uh uh, let's say key it with the lever is the feedback because most often what we do we show we ship that intelligence that report that presentation and we don't know if people liked it or not if they use it or not if and at the end of the day it's just i don't know just shipping it's like you build a product you ship it and you have no feedback and you just expect people to i don't know buy it and love it and talk about it and recommend it It doesn't work this way in the in in the real world. So why would it be this way? So maybe this is uh, and and I talk about it like uh, with conviction because I saw it so many times that uh, people believe that, okay, I found this information, I ship it and that's it. I'm happy I made my day. Well, I'm sorry if there is no so what, no now what? If there is no uh, recommendation (laughs) behind it, there is no action behind it. It can happen. Maybe the action is to do nothing, just to monitor more. But most often, we have to go beyond that and to get the feedback, which is the most, uh, how to say, overlooked part. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Yeah,
0: I mean, it, it's it's you know, so if we if we could teleport a design thinking person or or you know, again, like a, a six sigma black belt, they'd be listening. To you say this, they'd say, "Oh man, of course, absolutely. We've been doing this for." For a couple decades, but in 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 a lot of ways, you know, some of this might feel intuitive to CI professionals, but not a ton of CI departments are are, are doing certainly all these things. Maybe not even some of them. Um, so you know, be, being mindful of the time, I got a couple minutes left here. Um, just invite you to to you know reflect back on our conversation in the book. You know, I'm a big fan of telling people you know, what are the two or three things that you want them to do walking away from this session? Um, and one of them can be by the book, which I uh, recommend because it's great, but uh, mm-hmm. what would you like uh, people to, to go back to their desks before their next meeting um, and, and, and jot notes about? What are the couple action items you want to leave people with?
1: Well, maybe maybe the advice overall, and I sometimes give it to myself, is take a step back, stop what you're doing about CI and request, because we, we, we all all we'll have backlogs. Take a step back and uh, take a look at what the organization is looking for exactly, okay? What's the value and what the the organization is working on? Mm -hmm. What's really important for them right now? Not, oh, it would be fine if, no, 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 go back. Start where, where where you are and ask those questions to learn about the organization. You were mentioning design thinking and it's so important to, whether it's design thinking or another method and it's always about uh, continuous learning. We learn and we integrate new processes. And if it works, it works. If it doesn't work, well, we change it. But at the end of the day, it's it's about learning. Learn about the organization, what they are looking for exactly. And 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 like it or not, this is what you have to deliver. Mm-hmm. So yeah. if we if you deliver and if we deliver value on that, and forget everything else. If you have three reports and you don't deliver on those reports. It's fine. Nobody will blame you for that because it's not that important. But if you miss one project, which is crucial for the organization to succeed in the market or to deliver the product, well, this is this is a uh, this is a shame on us, <laughs> not on them, because it's our role. So the other thing maybe it's uh, to be really confident uh, about about what we are doing. I was saying uh, silent heroes, and I really believe in that because. Uh, I, I put it somewhere: intelligence, cure uh, cures, and decisions. Cures and decision. Hmm. So it's not data-driven because data alone, I would say, sometimes it, it's dumb. And we have so much data, but we are the people transforming that data into intelligence that can be consumed by the organization to make decisions. So believe that and be confident when talking with people. It's not like uh, I'm not sure, etc. No, own it yeah. and. I think the last thing maybe and in the future maybe we will talk more about that is CI leadership. I think it's time for us as a community to move from analysts to leaders, intelligence leaders within our organization. Because we have to how to say to take it to the next level all of us, not being let's say in one team and just sharing intelligence from uh, uh time uh time to time but no no owning a program and making sure that that program is the the engine the intelligence engine for the organization and we are shipping uh, uh recommendations and powerful uh, actionable intelligence every day to make them uh, uh, help them to make those decisions ideally the goal would be to each decision has uh, some competitive and market intelligence with recommendations in it yeah. upfront so if we can achieve that we succeed if we are all some intelligence from time to time i think we're, we're we're it's it's if we were doing that it's the past the future yeah. is not about that yeah. so yeah. that would be my my, my advice
0: that, i mean that, that's great and i think the that's kind of the perfect bow to put on this you know you talked about you know data is great but if you taking your lean analogy if you're on a shop floor data is basically a spark plug or a ball bearing that's cost every spark plug that's not you know out in that you know car that you or I are buying that's wasted money right it's it's not value added and so I think you know your, your point's great data's fine but ultimately what are you going to do with it it's the recommendations it's how we become the silent heroes in the organization that's where our value comes to life. And so it's uh, it's it's fine and dandy to get excited about data. But uh, I love the message here. It's ultimately about what is the professional doing? How are we moving from an analyst to a leader? So um, again, we need t-shirts, my friend. We need a uh, Silent Hero t-shirt. So I'm going to add that to the skip budget for 2022.
1: I will provide some ideas for the design. OK.
0: OK. Well, Fouad ben thank you for an awesome conversation. Again, the book is the Competitive Intelligence Playbook, How to Build, Manage, and Optimize a CI Program. Um, Fuad, really appreciate you joining us here today. Uh, Thanks for your awesome contributions to the field with this book, and look forward to keeping the conversation going.
1: My pleasure. It was a real pleasure to have this conversation with you, Cam, and thank you, Skip, for everything you're doing. It's really, really, uh, how to say, uh, priceless for CI professionals. For competitive intelligence
0: best practices, community training, and the Skip Code of Ethics. Visit skip.org.